Limited potential. <laughs> You're playing the long con. But I have a couple long cons in place. I might be a multiple homeowner in like five to ten years. <laughs> Isn't that like, you know, they always tell you you got to move out, right? I'm <laughs> moving in, bitch. What if you don't move out and your plan is to get everyone else to move out? Explain to me how you can move out now and not be like house poor. Uh, I can't because there's no actual logical explanation to how no. that could exist. We need a housing crisis. We need one. I think that I know they said over last year, I think house prices are down like 12%. 12. Mad at me that one of the, one of the builds that we do, yeah. the houses they put up at 1.2 to start towns that were at Weston and Major Mac right behind a Walmart, like literally terrible sight lines. They're not particularly nice. 1.2 1.2 million have already dropped to 900,000 people f- basically foregoed their, their deposit, their deposit rebought back in at the lower rate. It's a difference. Of, even if you put 60, 70, 80 yeah, down, yeah, yeah. doing 300,000, $300,000. So even up to 250, it makes sense. It's a, di- it's a difference of like 230. Even if you, the people who put in 70,000, 210, it's minimum, minimum. The people who did it saved 200 grand. You know what's ridiculous about that still? Hmm. 900000 is still a shit ton of money. But honestly, 200000 on top of that is even shittier. Yeah. No, for sure. I'm, but yeah. that's just how fucked up the housing market is. It was at one point, whatever you were saying, 1.2. Yeah. It drops to 900000 You're talking about a house that has bad sight lines, not particularly pretty. Behind a Walmart. Behind and, Walmart. And never lived in. Never lived in. And it's 900000 That's insane. Like people, what I can't understand is the people who are purchasing old homes that are, that need work. Yeah. And they're going to have to remortgage against the house to pay for the work. They're never going to sell it for what they think they're going to sell. No, not to mention the house isn't behind a Walmart. Have you seen the website People of Walmart? No, it's terrible. You basically bought next to a giant ghetto that it has that sells things that aren't drugs. Uh, like I have, <laughs> I have terrible luck when I'm buying stuff. And last year, my friend was he's in real estate. He's like you got to buy, you got to buy. Literally a year ago to the day, he was like. You know. He literally was asking you to buy at the height of the market. Yeah. Can, I tell, can I tell you something? I, like, I love your brother, but I have zero respect for real estate agents now. I literally hate them all. They they created bidding wars to jack up their commission. Yep. Talk to Andrew, buddy. He says he, hate, he says he hates the fact that he's a real estate agent because of this shit. And you've heard him say it. He's like, I hate that I'm a real estate agent because of what that industry has become from what it was. You know, I will say your brother is very like, I have friends that are real realtors, your brother being one of them, but like the other friends are kind of like shady shit. Not that they're shady, but they really believe what their office or their their bosses are telling them. Oh, they they don't take it. They they drank the Kool-Aid. They drink the Kool-Aid and they, they just preach that stuff. And when I talk to your brother, and I'm like, last year, I'm like, I, this, that's just crazy right now. I can't keep going up. You know, this is, it's nuts. People can't afford it. Your brother's like, you know what? It might be right. He wasn't like right away. It's like, oh, well, it's projected that it's going to keep going up because there's not enough land in the GTA. So they got to, you know, you can't keep building houses. That is bullshit. I know. And that's, and that's yeah. why I, you know, I appreciate your brother 
like he's, as much as he's a realtor, he also will listen. He's not blind to facts. No, he's pretty, f- and I'm not even saying this because he's my brother. I've seen him talk to like friends of mine about it, uh-huh. and this is coming from a friend who lives in BC, and he just bought his first apartment down in BC, and that's he was not talk- cheap either. Yeah, he was talking to him about it, and you know what? He was very fair and he was very honest. Like he said, he was saying like. He was asking him comparables and all these questions. He's like, you know what, man, this might be your best offer or best opportunity. And you might just have to take it, even if it might be slightly more than what you want or no, it wasn't more than what you want. It's not as close to where you want to be. And it's still a little bit of a drive to get in. It's just something right now, right? Like he was pretty fair and I was surprised because usually real estate agents, from what I've seen, it's just like- They're like, I have 20 offers on the table. Yeah. We're holding yeah. it for yours because you bid blah, 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 blah. It's like- Dude, when, I, when we sold our house in Mississauga and obviously we had to use my brother. I mean, could you imagine the slap in the face? And my <laughs> oh, parents were yeah. like, yeah, no. I'm sorry, sir. Yeah, you're kicked to the curb there, pal. And- he basically told one agent, like, I'm not doing business with you because of how big of a prick he was wow. and the way he tried doing business saying, like, he came up to us and was like, I'll offer you 1.1 when it, before it goes on market. Came on market, he comes back, he's like, I'm going to give you a mil. My brother was like, you're the shadiest piece of shit. I'm not doing business with you. Yeah. Like, you're the issue. He, you're the epitome of why this industry is a piece of shit. Yeah. And it's the worst because they all take this hustle mentality. But realistically, they're making it so that one day all those mortgage rates are going to change. Interest rates are going to change. Yeah. And you know how many foreclosures you're going to see? Oh, dude. If they change interest rates. Everyone's well, fucked. What was it? It was the 90s? When was it when it was like record highs, like 8% or even higher? Oh, yeah, wait, no, wasn't it? Our parents. No, it wasn't a When parents bought in my subdivision. Maybe it was. When people bought from 19, I think it was 1987 to 1992 mm-hmm. or 93, some interest rates were like 18%. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. I thought you meant foreclosures being at its high. Oh, yeah. Like interest rates, yeah. It probably would have been around then. It's so fucked. Well, at that point, you know, there's going to be a lot of people looking for uh, for couches to sleep on if that happens. And that probably means you're going to be entertaining a lot of house guests. So what are we talking about today? I think we're talking about the unwritten rules of house guests. I think so. Yeah, no, that's what we're talking about. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Welcome to episode 26 of The Unwritten Rule. I am your host, Frank, and with me as always is Luca. Thank you for saying as always, because Matt last week said, uh, as always, Ashton, who isn't always on the podcast, and then he referred to me like I'm a guest. Yeah, because you made us move all the equipment. It's that simple. I didn't make you move shit. You move, You wanted to move. I'm just going to go ahead and continue with the intro <laughs> sorry, here. Sorry. Uh, with me, as always, is Matt. Hey. And I've already said that I'm the host, Frank, but... 
I've been away for a couple of weeks, so I'm not always with you. And yeah. we do step away time to time because we have commitments in our lives. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to go away. Sometimes we have to come back. But the podcast is home to all of us. Not a, no one here is a house guest to the podcast. That's true. We, we're uh, we're we're full on members of this house. Yeah. See, unlike Casa la- de podcast, Casa de unwritten rule. Yeah. Speaking of. I think that when people come into your home as house guests, this isn't an unwritten rule, but I would like it to, to maybe be put into the legislature, mm-hmm. Le- the legislative legislative process. I think that they should have to be read the rules of the country that is your home. Mm. What do you mean? I think like, okay, so like, let's say for example, you have American house guests. Mm-hmm. They come into your home. Yep. A lot of Americans wear shoes inside. Did you know yeah. that? Yeah, that's a weird thing. My house, no shoes inside. No. No, no. I could never why, do it. Why do you want to bring stuff from outside inside? Yeah, I don't get that at all. Even if you have a pair of shoes that you specifically wear inside the house, I don't want your shoes in it's my house. It's super uncomfortable being in shoes 24-7. And, and people buy shoes that are like extra breathable. You know what's more breathable than those shoes? Being without shoes on. Yeah. In a place that's carpeted most most but worst case you wear slippers if your floors are cold you have to make sure your guests have slippers if you're 60 and up you can wear slippers. you know what it's funny you bring up the whole slipper thing i never ever wore slippers or like you know the yeah you loafers. put like air conditioning on in your house when it was the winter i still do uh you know like man's loafers that you wear around the house are like slippers but yeah. they're just a little more manly they're just yeah they have a better name yeah uh I put some on this winter, being that I sleep in a basement, because I'm a permanent house guest right now. Mm-hmm. And you know what? Love them. They're, they're great. great. Yeah. Oh, they're my God. Great. When you're in a cold area, they're great. You can't condition your body to need those slippers. You're, you you could have lived a f- slipper-free life. You can't go back now. No, you can't. I want a pair. You're going to be that person. When you go to other people's houses, you're going to be like, do you have a pair of slippers I can borrow? You don't want to be that guy. No, no. I won't do that. No. Because you're, you know what the thing is? When you borrow slippers at someone's house, you're sharing foot mm-hmm. enclosure with yeah, them. Yeah, that's not... I And I hate mm-hmm. feet. And yeah, there's like things that are associated with feet, like fungus and stuff. Oh my God. You don't want foot? that. Yeah, at least you don't want that shit. Nope. Dude, I nope. refuse to go barefoot into a guest's house. Fact, I have burned every single pair of socks that I've ever put in someone else's slippers. You could have just yeah. thrown them out. You didn't need to burn nope, them. Nope, you have to. Th- I'm convinced the next plague comes from the melding of, of foot funguses. That's I, how tuberculosis started. Foot fungus? No, I don't know. I just said that. <laughs> just tuberculosis sounds really rough, and the feet are gross. So. Okay, so, I mean, you give people slippers when they yes, come over. You have what to. are What are the real, actual obligations of house guests? Or sorry, not house guests, but of hosts. That's a good question. Um, it's definitely my perspective. You want to make your guest feel as comfortable and welcomed as possible. Not as f- afraid and... No, definitely not. Because I don't like going to people's houses where I feel like I have to walk on fucking pins and needles. And I'm scared to like drop a crumb while eating a fucking cookie. See, but there's there's problems with that because if you make somebody feel too welcome, this is what ends up happening. They stay longer. Yes, granted. Okay. It's a dual-edged sword. I'm going to go with my first unwritten rule for this evening. Unwritten rule. Do not overstay your welcome. Yeah, I mean, that's... 
Yeah, that's that's a great yeah, rule. It's would very you, true. Would you like a prime example of what overstaying your welcome is? Uh, yes. Are you okay. gonna stay me staying at my brother's house? You're right. Yes, that is a prime example. I mean, he's your brother. Okay, you live allegedly. You, no, is there? Can you overstay a welcome at your brother's? You can. You can. can. You yeah. can overstay your welcome anywhere. Yeah. Uh, not in your own home. Oh, yes, 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 you can. You can. Yes, you can. I take that back. I'm pretty sure I'm doing that right now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Sundays. When you know this, and I'm going to throw this out there to all you teachers who are on March break. If you go to the beginning, so the weekend that precedes the March break, if mm-hmm. you go to somebody's house, maybe just maybe don't stay there the Sunday night. Be- Especially if you know that some of the people who live in that household work at 5 a.m. But hold on. But is that like you're making like a house guest that what, like came over Saturday night and drank? No, Friday. Okay. Friday night, Saturday all day, Saturday night, Sunday all day, Sunday night. They're from out of town, I'm guessing. Out of town. I'm not going to say where because but they yeah. probably know. Yeah. But I'm just saying, I, I don't, I, I love you guys. I love you. But that that Monday morning for me was particularly rough because I got like three hours of sleep on a weekend where I went away for the weekend to Niagara and basically drank my face off, which over 30 is essentially stripping away a year of your life. Yeah, you, you got to be like conscious of what, you know, the people you're staying at at their place, what their situation is. That is something you can't just go there and like there's that saying, make yourself at home. When they when people's when your guests tell you that it doesn't mean literally make it like your home. You no. can't just throw shit around like because let's say you keep your house messy. No. Yeah, it's the be comfortable but not too comfortable. At bare minimum, it. you put your shit in a sink. You don't rummage through their shit. That's mm-hmm. the thing you make. You said make people comfortable. Yeah. But if somebody gets too comfortable, suddenly they start to rummage through your shit. Yeah, like I don't mind if you rummage through my food. Like if you're hungry and I say help yourself. I'm giving you full opportunity to go do that. So food is on limits. Yeah. If they're hungry mm-hmm. and I say, you know what, help yourself. I'm not going to be bothered if they're going through cupboards and shit like that, trying to make food like that. doesn't bother me or like going through my fridge. Right. Okay. That I, I said for you to do such. I like to leave little mouse traps on top of the things I don't want them to take. Do you can I, get past the mouse trap, it's yours. I just put a I have a label maker with my face with a stern look. So when they turn it around to look at it, they just see my face staring at them. Uh, uh, uh. You could just like put it away. Yeah, that's so much work though. And making a label with your with a picture of your face there as well, isn't it? It is, but it's a little funnier. Okay. And you could do a wholesale thing where you get like twenty thousand of them for like a thousand bucks. Like a, like a Vista print and you get like multiple Yeah, okay, okay. And then you just start putting them on everything. Yeah. What about like when you give someone who comes over like a bedroom, what is the limit of how, like, is it just for sleeping kind of like you, you sleep in the room and then you get out or is it like they can just chill there for like hours at, of the day? Oh, so you're saying like, like just like, like relax, like, go in there, relax also, and just, you know, not talk with you're there to for a visit, but they're, you know, they're relaxing, unwinding on their own. We're talking like the full sleeping arrangement situation. Yeah. Okay. I have, I have a rule for that. Now, does anybody else have a rule they want to get out first? I, I have some, but you know, you go, you go. Okay. I'm going to just say that sex is risky mm-hmm. and it's probably not welcomed in somebody else's bed. Yeah. Unwritten rule. Do not have sex in someone else's bed, especially if you are a house guest. 
you know what? I think that's more or less a, that's a rule everyone should live by because even like the friends that you know are like, you know, promiscuous, if you will, they're not really big fans of you going into their house and doing it usually. So yeah, second it. I second it. And to your bedroom comment about like going in and just hanging out in the bedroom. Yeah. No, you, you get up, you get out. And you make yeah. your bed. Like yes. if you're the guest, you got to make your bed. Yes. You're, you're not a, you're not a hotel, right? When I went to BC and I was there for a week, uh, due to my gracious friend Taylor who put me up, I'm in my bed every morning. Every morning I made my bed, made sure it was like, it and was keep clean. it clean. Keep it clean. Yeah. And you left that bedroom after that. Oh, absolutely. You, you use the bedroom strictly for sleeping purpose, to rejuvenate yourself. Sleeping, changing, getting ready to go out, anything like that, where our clothes was. And after that, we got out. Okay, let me ask you one other question about the bedrooms. When you're assigned your bedroom, your mm -hmm. sleeping space, does that mean all the other sl potentially sleeping rooms are off limits? It depends who you're with, right? Like in my situation, I'm I'm a frequent house guest to my sister. Whenever my nieces have a birthday, um, we go there. And this was like at least three times a year I'm at my sister's. And my nieces will, you know, play games. Like they throw me in jail, which is basically throwing me into the guest bedroom. Okay. And then like I'm not allowed to get out, which is good because I need to relax because they're full of too much energy. So I just like lie down on the bed and... Let them do their thing. He so takes a nap. Luca commits house crimes so that his sheriff nieces lock him up. Nobody could see it, but I'm doing air quotes the whole time. <laughs> no, I mean, like, they're, they're, they have three bedrooms. So, like, actually, the the, the youngest girl, uh, she, she has her own bedroom. While the two who go to school together, they share a room. And then my sister has her room. And uh, so we don't really go too much into my sister's room. There only if go. I have to talk to her. Like, she, she'll call me, like, you know. To, to go talk, in there? To okay. talk. Like, if we want to talk privately, because it's not, like, the biggest space, like, the most private, the whole house. So, you have to, to get privacy to talk, you have to go, like, to a bedroom or somewhere, you know. But there's a difference. You've been summoned to that yeah, bedroom. Yeah, yeah, I'm saying, like, if you have your room that you're assigned and you just decide to leave that room, the next place you should head is to a communal area or a washroom. It shouldn't yeah. be that you just wander into other people's bedrooms. 100%. Yeah, I'm just going to hang out in this bedroom. Yeah, no, you don't do that. Go to the living space. There's, you know the, how everyone has like the dining room that nobody ever goes there? You, you don't go there when you're a house guest either. Do, do you think it's wrong to potentially put markers? You know, like, you know, in like spy movies when they'll put like a, like a piece of like string that's taped to the door so that if somebody came in and left, they know because it's been yeah. disturbed. Do you think it's wrong to do stuff like that? Maybe on drawers, maybe on places where you have valuables stowed away? Um, no, I don't think it's wrong. I wouldn't do it because I wouldn't want my house guests to see that and think that I don't trust them and just create like this weird, awkward uh, he knows that I know that I did this, but he's not going to say anything. And it's just this weird tension vibe kind of thing. It's just that whole, you know, um, make this house like yours kind of thing. You don't need to, to make it awkward. I, I, then you definitely don't feel like you're welcome there. Then where do you keep your valuables? Uh, your anus. There's already a lot of shit up there. <laughs> yeah, Hi I see what you did there. Uh, yeah, okay. He set me up for it. Hey. I, I mean, I, I just swing the bat. Personally, I wouldn't have any house guest over. Here's an unwritten rule if you're going to be hosting people. Don't have someone over as a house guest if you don't trust them. 
sometimes you're backed into weird corners. Like because it happened. Do uh, you remember what happened to our high school friend, a friend of the show, Marty? Oh yeah. Um, he had a friend stay over, and uh, he's cool. You know, everything's cool. Like he's a cool guy. What? And then Marty went to work at a blockbuster. Uh, he's supposed to work a shift, but he was sick. Uh-huh. And this guy who stayed over at his house actually went in with a mask and robbed the place. Classy. <laughs> so they found what out who the it was. It's like, and he, I don't know if he knew because he was supposed to, my friend was supposed to work that shift or Marty was supposed to work that shift and uh, he didn't come in. But did he know that he was working that day? Was he actually going to rob his own friend? Wow. He had to have known. It must have come up. It must have. Was he good enough? Sorry, I just want a bit more context on this because this is crazy. Yeah. Was he that close with him to have his friend, this friend stay over? He kind of wasn't. I don't, like, we never really hung out with him, with the guy I who did it. No, I didn't even know they were friends, to be honest. No, but he was over for some reason. Like, Marty used to have, like, a bunch of different people over at his house. His house was, like, the communal, like, get-together yeah. from high like school. like my house, yeah, for and, a lot of us. So... Honestly, I don't know who he was friends with at that point, but this guy went in and tried to rob the place he was working at. Wow, Marty's shady. I, you know what, though? I don't think he had a gun. I think he did the fake gun in the... Yeah, see, I don't know. That's crazy. Like He maybe needed money. You're, you're talking about potential psychological damage in doing something like that. You're, I think that's... You're so, right, though. Like Sometimes you're backed into a corner, but by choice, I only have people come over to my house that I genuinely trust. Like, I, I would willingly want to spend time with them and have them around me. I would never invite someone over if I'm just not really cool with them. Like, we're so, so friends. You know what I mean? Yeah, I would offer, like, the Uber to leave if someone did come over, like, an uninvited guest that, like, happened to tag along with someone. I would offer the Uber or whatever it is to get wherever you need to go. Have you ever had that? Like, the unannounced guest that you don't really want yeah. in your house come over? You know what I do? I put on my shoes and I go outside and we talk and hang out outside and I don't let them come in. See, like, the thing is, is, like, if you had a house party, maybe somebody was a little drunk and they pass it on your floor, I'd rather that they stay there than... 100%. Granted, especially if they drove. That said, I feel like we missed a very un, like a very important unwritten rule. Unwritten rule: If you are a house guest at some, you're, you're if you're a house guest in any scenario, you do not use information that you can ascertain while staying at the person's house to eventually rob their place of work. <laughs> yeah, yes, no, you don't do that, or their house later because yes. you know could have been either way. But I, I got to go to the sleeping arrangements again. My unwritten rule, because this happened to me as a kid, tell me if you agree or not, but if you have, if you're the host yes. and you have young kids, whatever, kids are, they're very agile. They're very, uh, they adapt to situations easily. Mm-hmm. If they you get have kids, places. yeah, and you have like good friends over or family that are, are staying over, kick the, and you don't have enough rooms, kick the kids out of their rooms, get them to do like camping in the living room or whatever it is. Thank you. Because- I'll tell you, like my sister would offer me the kids' beds, but they're kind of small and I just let them do their thing. But I sleep on on basically the couch or an air mattress and it's not nearly as fun. And like, I know I'm in a lot of pain the next morning versus these kids, they wouldn't be. Adults need beds more than children. Agreed. 100%. Yes. But I have an unwritten rule to throw here with the sleeping arrangements because you kind of brought up the air mattress mm-hmm. thing. And my point is always bring your own pillow. Because you don't get to pick your bed 
That's but smart. at least if you have your pillow, your head's going to be resting on familiarity and a comforting spot. If you can, though, because it, sometimes you don't have the space, like if you're traveling from far. And But you're right, though. The pillow is very comforting to you. Yeah. I'll, I'll be honest. I thought Matt was going in a completely different direction with that rule. I thought he was going to say cage the children. Oh, <laughs> I'm going to no. add to it. You just no. leave them a little water bowl. No, and I you sleep there tonight. <laughs> I was going to say, though, like I was going to make a joke saying it's OK. You can bring it on the, p- the plane and put it in the overhead compartment. Pillows fit there. Mm-hmm. Unlike dogs. You know. Yeah. I'll be honest with you guys. Uh, no, I don't get Nobody anything. heard about the dog that got killed. He died in the, I didn't want to talk oh, about no. it. I, that stuff leads me down a dangerous line of thinking. Like, I Dude, believe those people should be gassed. United Airlines needs to literally go away for a couple years. Yeah. They kicked a guy off a plane. They killed a dog. And they shipped another dog to Germany instead of somewhere in the United somebody States. Should, <laughs> sh- somebody should euthanize that airline. Yeah, well, seriously. Oh, I'm going to, I don't know how to go from there, but I'm going to just continue adding to that, uh, that last rule because there was something else I wanted to get off my chest here. Okay, go ahead. So the situation at my sister's is, you know, they're, they had some problems with the basement. They got to fix up their basement again. And, uh, so now we're all on the main floor and I sleep on an air mattress in the living room. Mm-hmm. Unwritten rule. If someone is sleeping in a common area, clear it at a decent time. At a decent time. Give them the option of when they would like to sleep. Yeah, because they watch movies. So my brother-in-law and, you know, he's he works he works early and he, he'll throw on a movie, watch it with the girls. And, and then he'll pass out at like, you know, 9, 30, 10 o'clock. The girls, they'll stay up till midnight, past midnight. And uh, usually one of them will fall asleep mm. and then they'll be up early next morning. So I'm getting the latest to go to bed. So I have to make my bed and everything after. I have to blow up the air mattress. And... You know, I'll be going to sleep at twelve thirty one and waking up at six thirty seven. See, like that's where you just need to like while they're not looking, slowly renovate the crawl space underneath their stairs and make it your secret getaway. Or like Harry Potter. Exactly. He makes it seem like that was a shit scenario. His that family was a nightmare. I bet that scenario was amazing. You know what? I ever since I saw that in a movie, I've always wanted to do that. Like Take the crawl space under stairs and making my own little getaway. Yeah. You're like, well, you got like your your inner hobo that wants to go like underneath the bridge. You're going to start a little fire under there. Like, hey, oh. if it gives you peace and quiet, sure. Why not? So that happened in Harry Potter, you say? In, in Harry one. Potter, basically his adopted parents, well, not adopted, his aunt and uncle who have had to take on a guardianship role of him. They lock him in the stairwell. Okay. So the under part of the stairs. But it's like finished with drywall it's not bad but it's also like literally he's living in a triangle like he sleep he sleeps with just enough headroom so that when he sits up he doesn't smash his head in fact i think in one of the movies he sits up and smashes his head Yeah, because he got a bit bigger eventually he gets he graduates to to like spare room status Mm -hmm. but i'm just saying that's that situation if your family's that much of a nightmare maybe you want to live in the crawl space yeah and that's maybe another unwritten rule. If your guests feel like they need to renovate part of your house, you're not doing a good job as, as a host. Yes. Yes. Why yes. wouldn't they give you like a living room even or somewhere? where? No, it is the living room. There's couches and stuff, but that's where the TV is. Sorry. My family's weird. I have the living room and the family room. Okay. Right. The living room is and just like the den. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I just and like, like wherever the, the TV room. is, is that's, I call it living room. The common viewing be. television. I call it the living room, but a lot of people refer to it as the den. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, the family room or the TV room. Yeah, Fucking people who say TV room, like that's could you weird. be any more on the ball, like like on the point, like it's so on the nose. Yeah. It's almost it's pretentious. You're right, though. It should be we should call it the living room because that's where we did most of our our living. But our living room was just an empty room with like couches and picture frames. Speaking of living, one of the things you have to do to do it successfully is maintain your hygiene. Mm-hmm. The bathroom situation. Mm. Okay, now this is a dicey one for me because I've I've seen it all. I'm going to say one thing. <clears throat> I have an unwritten rule about showering. It wasn't one of the ones that I came up with before. I just remembered it okay. now. If you shower at someone's house, it is your job to make sure that water does not get on the floor. And what I mean by that is dry yourself off in the fucking shower. Mm-hmm. If there's a curtain, make sure it's on the inside of the fucking shower, Agreed. not on the outside. Yep. And if you happen to, for some reason, have forgot soap, a towel, I don't know what, and you get that floor wet, you better fucking dry it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That carpet in front of the sink is for show. It's not for you to sop up and make mildewy and fucking gross. I hate when people do that. They use the carpet as... Their, their dry off spot? Yeah. Terrible. I'm going to throw this out there because I know they're listening. I have two cousins. They're, they're <laughs> twins. They, they're from England. And apparently this is something everybody in England does. I'll be honest with you. They blame it on the rain that some of the houses have like a sort of like like a morning dew scent mm-hmm. permanently. It's not the case. <laughs> Every English person I know showers, gets out of the shower soaking wet, dries themselves off by some sort of English witch, witchery or witchcraft. <laughs> they I don't spin know. around really fast. It's like they literally shake. I'm going to just say their names. Luca and Carlo. I know it was you that I had to throw out the mat. <laughs> it got, what are those things called? Silver worms. Oh yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's silverfish. Silverfish. You guys gave my house silverfish. I will repay you one day. Yeah, yeah, that's a huge. You shake note. that beard on their own, Matt. You'll 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 give them something. Yeah, we know you're the Malaysian listener. Okay, we know you're listening from Malaysia. <laughs> we have stats. We can prove it. Yeah, I'm coming for you. Yeah, you don't you don't do that. That's a no dice on that play. When you go, do you do you have to pack all your toilet? Like as a guest, do you have to pack all your toiletries? I was thinking about that. I think some of the stuff, okay, anything that touches skin or mouth, mm-hmm. I think you need to bring yourself. A lot of people, they, the one exception they make on that is toothpaste, but I'll tell you, a lot of people, when they apply that toothpaste to the brush, they let the, the nozzle where yeah. the toothpaste comes out of touch the bristles. You might as well be French kissing them. Yeah. Uh, Better safe than sorry. Bring your own toothpaste. Um, the only thing that... You don't really need to bring, but if you bring it, fair game to you, is shampoo. That's the only one that I give a pass on, but soap? Well, the shaving cream, you can, that's kind of, I think shaving cream's okay. No, I bring shave, my own shaving cream, my own shaver, my own. Well, obviously actual, your own, you're like, you're yeah, shaver. soap, toothpaste, toothbrush. Shampoo's the only one where I'm like, you can. For me, like toothpaste is very personal. It's a personal decision. I'm I'm a I'm not a Colgate guy. I'm a Crest guy. The Crest Complete. Yep. And I know whenever I use a different tooth a toothpaste, it doesn't work the same. Mm-hmm. I'm going to tell you guys about a little something that happens in my house on a regular basis. I just put it together. 
I just put this all together based on the toothpaste thing. In my house, there is a bad habit of stealing each other's toothpaste when you run out of your own. Mm-hmm. I never violate this rule of not stealing each other's toothpaste. There is two people, three that do it. My sisters. <laughs> I and love this podcast because you're just calling out everyone in his family. Oh, and I'm about to go after England again. I'm coming for you, St. <laughs> George, and your, and your lions. He's the... He is airing his grievances. You know what? I've been away for a couple weeks. Some shit built up. I came back and I take out the machine gun. We're uh, we're Frank's therapy, apparently. So angry right now. So my toothpaste constantly gets stolen. I'll come back and there'll be like like a full inch missing out of the tube. Okay, but and I know because I know how I squeeze toothpaste you, out that you I was about to say there'll be like a different roll at the end of it or you know what I mean somebody's just gonna ask how do you do it do you roll like start from the no. back to the front that's how I, I do, do it. I do a pinched scissor squeeze down onto my toothbrush okay, okay. so some people do the roll up thing so they can squish everything out I don't because I want to see who's been fucking with my toothpaste I, I do it the same way now I had mono two years ago Mm-hmm. And someone, I'm not going to say who, but he's been a guest of this podcast before, maybe when we were talking <laughs> about the rules of politeness, had glandular fever, a.k.a. mono, when he was younger. And guess who had mono two years ago, a year after he'd been living in the house? Your, your gracious host. And I'm telling you, I know how it happened. That son of a bitch took my toothpaste and he smeared it and he made me a carrier and then I got concussed, and it weakened my immune system, and the mono kicked in. I'm, that's how it happened. I'm telling you. Oh, well. 100%. I blame you, James. <laughs> you go from not calling. I love it. No, it's he James' fault. Off so subtle in his approach, and then direct. You, you know what bothers me? Because like, I have the bathroom for my, to myself at home, and uh, when my sister comes by, you know, they use, they, they, they're the sharing of the toothpaste people, and... And I'll do it when I go over there. We got, well, actually, we got our own separate toothpaste. We got our own washroom. Um, but I, I like to, to do what you do, kind of like squeeze it and like go down. Like, uh, yeah, so yeah. it's kind of flat on one end and it just gets flatter and flatter. Like, yeah. And the, and the one end stays yeah. filled with, with shit. Whenever they come, that flatness, gone. Gone. They're, they're squeezing oh. from the middle and just like pushing it all back uh, down. Pinchers, that is the worst. The pinchers. Oh. Middle pinchers. Oh. The worst. Make me sick. What about uh, sharing your toothpaste with your significant other? Is that a pass? Only I if you so. Only if you can put the toothpaste in your mouth first and then spit it directly into theirs. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to them like a bird? <clears throat> no. I Well, I've stayed over recently at uh, my girlfriend's place and what I like to do is I try to find the toothpaste that looks the clean. My go-to is I look for toothpaste that looks like it's been the least fucked with. Mm -hmm. Cause you know, some people when they pour out the toothpaste, it's got like the crusty, the crusties around the, the edge or the cap is like really filled up and it's like hard to squeeze the, the cap on. Also, I never take anything that's, that comes from inside a cup. What do you mean? You guys just made, you both furrowed your no, brows I know you, in oh, confusion. Sorry. I thought you were talking about toothpaste. I think you're talking about like. You know when people put like toothbrushes, yeah. toothpicks and all that. And then the toothpaste all in one cup. Mm-hmm. You know, it's been collecting at the bottom of that cup. Yep. They're runoff saliva that they probably didn't wash off the end of the toothbrush. So gross. Yeah. I, I like I'd keep going with this, but I think I'm getting with the unwritten rules of brushing your teeth. So 
No, no, this is strictly a house guest thing mm-hmm. because I know that I keep my bathroom in pristine con- condition with one exception. And this I'll forgive of anyone. I happen to have a, a particularly hairy body. Mm-hmm. When I dry myself off in the shower, no matter what, a couple of my chest pubes find their way to the floor. Yeah, yeah. Over the course of about a week, they collect for some reason, I don't know why, maybe it's the way that the vent runs air into the room, in the corners of the room. So there's these little collection of like, I want to call them tumbleweeds of pube, like pub, oh. pubic tumbleweeds. Man. But of chest hair. Okay. Chest if hair. this is an honest thing that happens to you, you should run the water when you get out of the shower and just. It's not it that. Up. It's not. That's not what causes it. It's the drying myself off in the bathtub. Yeah, and then then you're you're saying your chest pubes go down. They connect to the towel. So when I come out, even if I go to hang up the towel, they uh-huh. fall off uh-huh. and they collect on the floor. You're not as hairy as me, Luca. Okay, I'm just saying. Like I thought you said they were on the floor of the shower. I'll bet you anything you want, Robin Williams had carpet that wasn't installed in his bathroom. <laughs> I just got that. He was a hairy man. But as far as bathrooms go, what about taking shits? You got to take a shit somewhere. Yeah, you're, you're allowed to take a shit at your... I'm saying courtesy flush if you leave a little stain on, okay. the, on the... If you do anything that changes the, visu- the visual state of the toilet as a house guest, you, you need yet. to clean that shit. Yeah, I'm a firm believer in that. I don't like taking shits at friends' houses. Like, if I come to Luca's house or any other friend's house, I will not shit in their house. Yeah, I'm no. not a fan of if it you're, If you're sleeping there, you have to. If no, you're no, sleeping, that's, you do. that's what I'm saying. If you're sleeping there, yeah, you have to, but I don't take shits at friends if I'm just visiting for like a couple hours. Also, I'm going to throw this little like free tidbit, nickel's worth of free advice. Anybody out there who takes a shit in someone's house with a potential overflow situation, like maybe you drop like three logs that are no way they're all going down mm-hmm. without a fight. If you see the water in the bowl start to rise, which you should always be looking for as a house guest, yes. never walk 100%. away from a flush toilet. You know yeah. what, though? Some people have, the, if you don't know their toilets, I've, I know there's people that have like the toilets that like the water gets really high and then and it then flushes. You stay that, till the, you stay oh, till you see it go down. That, that scares the shit out of me. Yeah, I know. Especially when you're courtesy flushing and that's coming yeah. up. Now, let, Ooh, me t- let me tell you what the little tidbit was. Before you take a shit or a piss in any person's house, you need to find where the shutoff valve is on the toilet. Yeah, it's, it's usually- a little knob at the bottom, usually at the back, but know where it is. Because I'm telling you, it's a lot easier to hit the deck, twist that thing till the water stops, than it is to sop up all that shit water after yeah. it spills onto the floor. Here's another unwritten rule. When you go into your house guest at someone's house, flush the toilet first before you go to check out that water level. I like it. That's a great unwritten rule. But but you're also alerting them to a potential double flush situation, which may think what's worse them, though. I know, but I'm just saying, like, if you do it, like, for every time you take a piss, no, 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 no. Took, like 700 shits First that week. One time, one time to establish the level, because I've been <laughs> at places where that level, if you're, you know, when, when you do the courtesy flush, oh, you're God. usually sitting on it. <laughs> Right, the, way he, the way he worded it though to establish the level. <laughs> yeah, I've been taking a lot of. Uh, I've been in school, and that's how we talk about like establishing variables and things like that. Yeah, like this it. is a variable: water level, height of flushing. You, you know what? It seems absurd, <laughs> but 
You're right. You know what? Maybe even having a quick chat with the homeowners. Should I expect anything weird from your toilet? Like you, the first time I ever saw one of those power flush toilets, you oh, know, the ones oh, where the water you, sucks right? down. Oh, and it likes, and it does like spray you. You got you. That's, yeah. that's tough to do a uh, courtesy flush. Those toilets. Yeah. They backsplash on the courtesy. Flush. You got to do the hover. You get a little bit of a little, it's actually kind of refreshing. It's like though. a bidet almost. It is. Dude, nice. They scared me. I've I, the first time I used one. And I flushed and I didn't expect it. And it just like sucked out. I was like, Jesus Christ. I took me off guard. I bet you scary. when you came out of the washroom, the guy who installed it, the homeowner said, <laughs> yep, I paid $5,000 for it. You're welcome. I just, fuck, why do people use bidets? Okay, that's it. I think a bidet's off limits in somebody's <laughs> house. If, yes. You don't yes. clean your cooch or your asshole in someone else's house I, unless it's in a fucking shower and you... Are using soap. Okay. When was the last house you've been to that has a bidet? I don't know. I hear they're coming back. My grandfather's. I've been staying there all week, and he has a bidet. Yeah, my I'll be honest with you. I thought it was a water fountain when I was little. Oh, oh me too. I never drank from it, but I always thought it was. I never drank from it because I thought it was gross that they put a water fountain in their b- bathroom. I thought it was a bathtub for uh, babies for a bit there, too. Okay. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Like, I thought it would be, like, something for a baby. Like, they'd use it to spray the baby yeah, yeah. so the <laughs> head's not, like, in the water. Yeah. And then my dad told me, he's like, no, nah, it's for literally washing your, uh, your a-hole. Uh, well, speaking of bidets being off limits, what about baths? Is a bath at someone else's house off limits? I, I, do you mind if I just... No, feel, by all means. I'm going to feel this absolutely fucking not and let me explain i'm not off limits or no it's 100 off limits okay and i'll explain baths in your own home by you are gross yeah you are essentially laying in your own filth you are yeah have you ever seen yeah, yeah, the yeah. ring like if you worked a day of construction you decide it's time for a hot bath go check out the ring you're about to leave around the edge of your bathtub see the thing is you say this, and you've just recently started this construction career of yours. And so, does that mean you've just recently tried this? No, I'll tell you. What, I'll tell you where I learned that. You guys ever seen the movie Encino Man? <laughs> yes, yes. When they thaw that son of a bitch out of the block of ice, and he's covered in mud, and they give him the bubble bath. When he drains the water at the end, there's literally mud sitting at the bottom. You know what's amazing? And it makes sense. We were talking about, in class the other day, we were talking about, like, old celebrities. And I brought up Pauly Shore and Encino Man, and everyone was like, what is that? Who is that? I was like, am I that dated? No, it's just people suck now. Yeah, they do. Like, have I expired? Because we've watched, like, movies that were before we were born. Yeah, you ask me to reference a movie from the 1960s, I can do it. Yeah, Yeah. but did you watch every movie from the 1960s? Like, granted, Encino Man's a pretty greasy movie. Yeah, it's not rating really... (laughs) It's not rating high on the critic scale. (laughs) Dude, the last thing I saw Pauly Shore in was Dodgeball. I'll I'll be honest with you. There's certain things about movies like Encino Man that... There is definitely a nostalgia factor. Yeah, of course. But I mean, there are parts of that movie that are legitimately good. Yeah, they're not the worst movies. I mean, shush. We still use shush. Yeah. Shush. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Let's move on to the kitchen. We we touched a little bit on food. Matt, what's that? No, I was going to say, did we establish the rule, unwritten rules for the bathroom? Oh, so no bathing, no bidets. No sharing toothpaste. So bring your own toiletries, I think. Is well, I'm still okay with the, with the shaving cream. 
you know what? I'm going with shaving cream. You could share. You could share that shaving cream. It's 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 an aerosol. It's like literally. There's yeah. no way anything they did or you did is getting in the can. It's not like it's inside your mouth. It's on the outside of your face. But using their razor, no, is a no. huge no. What about the shampoo? Shampoo, I think, cool. is the fine. Hair. Cool. I'm not talking about soap. Not the bar. Just like strictly sculpt body wash shampoo. What about loofah? No loofah. No loofah. <laughs> no loofah. No. That's not. That feels like a way to catch something. And oh, as yeah. a man, I don't think you should be using a loofah anyways. Especially a female's loofah. Yeah. Yeah. No. All right, kitchen. <laughs> okay. Um, produce. Let's start with the. Let's start with the fridge. Mm-hmm. Okay. In a fridge, is there anything as a house guest you shouldn't be allowed to touch? In the fridge. Yes. Um. Unless they specific, like for me, I never go into somebody else's fridge unless I'm specifically told, can you grab this from the fridge? Cause I might be near it. Otherwise mm-hmm. I don't go into the fridge. Yeah. I don't. But I mean, as a house guest, you got to eat somehow, right? Yeah. When they eat together, mm. like we'll eat together or I'll be like, Hey, you hungry? And if he says, yeah, I'm hungry. We'll eat together. I like that. You mind Jedi mind trick them into exactly. making you food. I ask the question, okay. like, you hungry? That's how been like me and Taylor, whenever he comes down, yeah. it'd just be like, if he's hungry, he's like, hey, how are you feeling for food? I'm like, you want to eat? And that's it. And that's just, it's just a super relaxed, simple thing. <laughs> but what if that just starts salivating? <laughs> what if you're like the house guest? I do think I keep this around figure, baby. Holy <laughs> fuck. <laughs> but what if you're, you're a house guest and the owners aren't there and you're on your own? I think Overeats, you got baby. No, I think you got to. I think you got to either leave the house and go get food somewhere, or because if you Uber eats it and there's shit at the house, they're gonna be like, "Why didn't you wait?" Yeah. At least, at least this way, you know, you go out, you eat some McDonald's, you walk it off, maybe just get out there, burn a couple calories, come back, nobody's the wiser, and mm-hmm. then if they make a shitty dinner, you don't feel that bad about nibbling. Yeah, or if worst case, and you have to go into the fridge, simple text message, phone call saying, "Hey, I'm gonna make something." And you ask, is there anything off limits? You give the courteous ask, like, is there anything I can't touch? I don't know. I, I feel like if, if you're a house guest and like the way we work is like, you know, you're feel free for the fridge. Like when my, my sister comes here, feel free for the fridge. And whenever we go there, that's kind of our, the, it's an open fridge policy. Yeah. I, I take the Mikasa Sukasa. Yeah. And um, now my unwritten rule is if that is your policy, which I think it should be, if it's person close enough to stay at your house, they should be able to go into your, your fridge. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you got to make sure there is plenty of food and drink because yes. there are days like my sister just running around when we're over there and she has no time to make stuff. She has to do things and this and that. And it's like, well, I'm kind of hungry today. Uh, I'd like to eat at some point. Right. Yeah. And like, sure you might have breakfast, but then it's like, you can go from like nine in the morning till seven o'clock till they eat dinner and you might not have anything to eat. So make sure there's food there because like it's, it could be scarce. Make sure there's food. Absolutely. And it's funny being a house guest. Mm -hmm. I take that approach of, I don't go into the fridge, but when I have a house guest, you let them, Oh, by all means rummage through the fridge by all means. You asking me if I can go and get food from your fridge offends me. Can I, tell you, can I tell you, you know, I think it's a smart play if you're a prolonged house guest, like Matt's situation, wherever your living space is. So, like, I'm sure they've allotted a living space to you. Yes. Go buy a mini fridge. We have one where I'm staying, and most of our groceries kind of facilitate down there, which is cool, which I agree with. 
100%. I think it's a smart play. I think I was, also showing up at their house, like let's say it's a short house guest day, mm-hmm. like maybe two, three days. If there's things you particularly like to eat, you show up with this story. We're on vacation. We really like the snack. We never have it at home. So we purchased it. It's here. If anybody in the house wants to have some, go ahead. But we would like to use some of your fridge space to facilitate these beef patties or yeah. pizza pops, when, whatever they are. When yeah. I was in BC, same move. We uh, we hit up a local beer mart or whatever they're called out there, picked up some alcohol, and then we hit up a, a little drugstore and we picked up some chips and stuff like that, snacks for us. And we offered and did the the poll. If you want any, help yourselves by all means. Hmm. But we bought our own little snacks and stuff because we're there for a week. I don't want to piggyback off of them too much. Like they're doing enough. You know, I yeah. felt greedy. Yeah, I got something that's off limits on the fridge. Go for it. What Just is in it? general, mayo. You should. Well, not mayo. <laughs> if you know someone has a specific food allergy and they can only eat certain things, don't yeah. go tackling that <laughs> stuff. Yeah, like if they're gluten-free, don't like, be a dick. Yeah, my sister, she's got some condition with gluten that causes her problems. So if I were to go in and just like eat all her gluten-free food, not a cool move. Also, if you happen, if you do it in reverse and you happen to have like, let's say you're staying at somebody's house with a couple of little kids mm-hmm. and every morning those little kids, all they'll eat is fucking peanut butter. Yeah. But the person whose house you're staying at has a nut allergy. That doesn't give you permission to bring peanut butter absolutely, into their house. Absolutely. Your kids will suffer. I'm sorry. You or know, stay somewhere some stay somewhere fucking else. Yeah. It's it's funny you bring that up because remember how we went up to Ashton's cottage? Yep. And uh Oh, did I just put my foot in my mouth? No, no, no. no. Okay, okay, go um, ahead. <laughs> being that I've been out of like elementary school and all that kind of stuff, that peanut allergy thing went out the window. Like I completely forgot about it. Yeah. And so to me it's just like peanut butter, it's natural. They never even made a big deal when we were younger. That's because I don't think they cared if kids died then. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah n- but he, when we were going up, he messaged the group and said, hey, man, I'm going to bring up some peanut butter. Is anyone allergic? Actually, Frank and did more like, than buy peanut butter. Yes, Do you remember he what did. he brought? Oh, yes. Oh, baby. Reese's, pieces, uh, Reese's peanut butter and chocolate spread. spread. I almost forgot that it existed. And so you just good. reminded me. Point being We're is, gonna go after this I'm going right to Rabba right after this. But that was hours. a great poll to have the mindset to ask. When you did that, it took me back. I was like, holy shit, I forgot that that was a thing. I'll tell you, what, I have a pretty close cousin who has it like a death, deathly allergic, the, what is it, the anaphylactic thing where if she even smells. shock or something. She I have smells someone nuts. I know that's like that too. Yeah. I feel so bad for them. Yeah, because people are so sh- good. It's not just that, it's just like, it alters your life. Like yeah. you have to be so conscious of every like food item and, and stuff like that. And then I'm sure they feel like they put a burden on going to like a guest's house because they yeah. have such a yeah. bad allergy and it's not by choice. So like my heart goes out to people that suffer that kind of yeah. thing. It's, it's a shitty, shitty situation. I don't really feel that bad for them, but I mean, <laughs> like, I don't want to see them die either. <laughs> I know like Louis CK used to have that bit where he'd be like, you know, if we all just covered our eyes for a year and just and put you it open in them and I'm naked in a robe. Oh, sorry. I didn't know where that joke was going. You know what? All I'm right, going to say something. Settle down. I can let a lot of shit slide. I'm not a hero worshiper by yeah, any yeah. means. Okay. But I just, I don't know the, the, the jerking off in front of people thing. And again, it was like a little bit of an exercise of power, but like, let's be fair. Like, 
if a guy is in a corner jerking off, you can get out of the room. It's yeah. not, you know what I mean? You don't have to stay and watch him jerk off. No, no, that, that'd be my first reaction. Did they watch? He'd like beat off while he's talking to people on the phone or something like that. Like, I'll tell you, yeah, I'll tell you this much. Yeah, know he was doing it or I think did he did. made it clear? I don't know. Because if that's the case, you can fucking hang up. Like, Chappelle said that in his stand-up. Yeah. He's like, you can hang up. Well, that's the thing. Like, if I'm in a room, I'll tell you, if, if I was an up-and-coming comedian and, let's say, Dane Cook. Oh, God, okay, the Dane, greasiest Dane, comedian. Dane Cook was like, hey, bro, hey, bro, want to come up to my room and just, you know, hang out, bro? If we went to his room and he started jerking off in front of me, I'd just leave. Yeah, unwritten rules of being a host. Don't jerk off in front of your house guests. You know what? Yeah, that's uh, no. just for no reason, unless they want you to, and you're, it's like you're both on the same level. Then yeah, we call that a sneaky peek. <laughs> if the sexual dial in your house goes to eleven, you should scale it down to like a two. Yeah. You know, maybe light, little light petting with no noise if the doors are all closed. But other than that. You really shouldn't go beyond anything. Like, you, there should be no insertions. No. There should be no swapping of bodily fluids. No, there shouldn't be. There should be no stains left. Yeah. Def- anywhere. Definitely not. Yeah, we're totally off of our kitchen thing. So. I know, but like, there should be no yeah. stains there either. Unwritten rule, don't people, make stains. Well, that comes to <laughs> my unwritten rule here. A lot of people like to fuck in the kitchen. <laughs> That's true. That uh, It's also true, yes. Um which is disgusting. Especially if you watch pornos. I mean, that seems to be a, a common theme and setting area. Yeah, well, pizza delivery guys have a good life. I don't know why they're complaining <laughs> yeah, about their yeah, low dude. wages. Plus, there's so many phallic objects in kitchens. <laughs> yeah. Carrots. Everybody always has carrots. Cucumbers. Cucumbers. Yeah. yeah. No, what I was going to say, though, for unwritten rules about, you know, not leaving stains. Always, always, if you're having dinner at the house, unwritten rule, always offer to help clean up. Oh, my God. Mm-hmm. Like, wait, let's let's back it up on the dinner. Yes, okay, let's bring Unwritten rule as a house guest, you must eat whatever is offered to you. Yes. Sub clause to that, you as the house, you as the person who is receiving that house guest, you should know about dietary restrictions or likes and dislikes. Yeah. If you know they're a vegetarian, don't make a fucking pot roast for dinner. Yeah, no, for sure. You don't have to eat everything that's on the table, but some of it. Whatever, like whatever, like let's say you don't really don't like one part, at least try to eat the other stuff. You know, somebody, there's a thing that I, I always kind of keep in mind as a person who's receiving guests. Somebody once said to me that favors don't come at a convenience. Okay. What a lot of times will end up happening is you'll ask a friend for a favor. Mm-hmm. It inconveniences them, like asking them to help you move or asking them if you can stay at their house for a weekend because you're, you know, shit out of luck or something. Yeah. I don't know. As a person who takes on that guest, you have an, I would say, a moral obligation to make their stay enjoyable and at bare minimum comfortable. Yes. That includes not putting shit on the table that they can't eat. Yeah, for sure. Like, if you know they hate fish, don't make a fucking, uh, don't, don't, don't cook the salmon. ocean. Don't make salmon it's, on it's a Friday the, just because yeah. you guys don't eat meat on Friday. Dude, yeah. it's the easy play of just being like hey we're thinking about doing this for dinner how are you feeling about it and if they're just like you know what that's not really my thing you alter your dinner plans it's not a big deal it's not a big deal i think just both people got to be open i think that's a good thing just to keep the communication, communication open yeah. Yeah. that's, that's, that's just general, like a life rule i yeah. think there's a unwritten life, life, life rule, rule. Yeah. communication if, 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 i think cell phones may be killing that but it, at bare minimum you guys are right 
in a house as a guest or a person receiving those guests, a host. That was the word I was looking for, a host. Mm -hmm. If you are the host, you must be gracious. You must accept them. You must embrace their needs and wants and send them away as if they were going to give you a review. I want to, I agree completely. And I want to ask this question and kind of subway into a little story about, you know, being a guest and dinner. Uh, does anyone else feel like eating at someone's house, like being the guest, having dinner with their family, like super uncomfortable? Or, I'm like, very you get uncomfortable. Ner- like nervous? No, I just steer right into it. <laughs> yeah, you just, yeah. you're for it. You yeah. look forward to that moment. At my girlfriend's house, one of the things I like to do is while they're arguing, I will literally jump sides the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I like, like. If they're arguing about like if the, usually the, the dad and the and the and the and my girlfriend they, they side with each other mm-hmm. and then the mom and the brother side with each other and what I like to do is see if I can get them to switch teams. Oh my god, that's hilarious! You're like the guy in like hockey practice or soccer practice that had the off color penny and you were on the team of whoever had the ball or puck. Yeah, that's that's your that's your goal. It's fun. It makes for more interesting conversation and it endears you to everybody. Now. I'm going to tell you a funny story. So Taylor being one of my closest friends, like I look at his parents like second parents to me. The first time I ever went to his house for uh, for dinner and we were hanging out and we're having dinner, I was super nervous and I was timid, very timid. I was very afraid of his dad. Very stern. It's like you're meeting yeah. your girlfriend's father. Yeah, you're, no, selling, like, you're selling this I like know, Taylor's I'm a selling, girl. I'm selling. Which, Taylor's a guy. Yes, <laughs> That's not but Matt's I'm, girlfriend. I'm using very good descriptive words to paint the situation. They're very ambiguous and I'm starting to think that you and Taylor had a relationship that went beyond platonic. Sabrina seems to think so. That's my girlfriend, by the way. But anyways, besides the point here, um, so I'm really young. I'm in like grade six at this point and his dad's talking to me and we played hockey together and all this stuff and I started scooping rice into what I thought was my plate. It was actually a glass? It was a glass. And what? I, yeah. I, oh, like, I was- we're staring... Eye to eye, me and his father. Yeah. And we're like, he's talking to me about hockey or something, right? Like, we're just having a conversation because we played hockey together. And was it like a, was it like a glass glass? Dude, like a full on cup. Like you just, you weren't paying attention. I wasn't paying attention because I didn't want to break eye contact with him. So I like, you know, peripheral vision, you're looking down at the rice, you're scooping it and you're going to put it in the plate. So I thought. What ended up happening was I'm putting it in the cup and for the life of me, I couldn't understand why they're looking at me. Like I was a <laughs> fucking spaceship. Like I was from outer space. starting to internally freak out. Yeah. Like, I was why like, are they looking at me like this? Yeah. I was like, what the fuck am I doing? Like I had no idea. And Taylor just turns. He's like, uh, do you mean to be putting the rice in your cup? And I was like, what? I was like, no. Oh my God. I'm so sorry. It was wow. easily one of the most embarrassing yet funniest moments. Did it break ever. the tension after that? Oh, 100%. We still joke around about that I, every I, so often. I would love to hear the story of your first dinner with Sabrina's parents. He's like, I just pissed all over the table. <laughs> <laughs> I was like a dog. I just they, started they, shaking. They, somebody asked me to pour them some water. So I just pissed all over them. <laughs> I don't know what I was thinking, but it made sense at the moment. I just thought, you know what? I should pull my dick out of my pants and I just, started, I just show them it. I just started humping everything to show my dominance. I started making the sprinkler sound. Could you imagine? I feel like I feel like I feel like I would have handled in Matt's situation. I would have gone ethnic. 
on my defense and have been like i'm italian this is how we do it we drink our rice. <laughs> i just you'd have to do it from that day yeah. on yeah. i just owned it i was like i don't know what i was doing i'm an idiot i always say i'm the lord like the leader the lord of the idiots can i tell you as the father if i was on the other side of the table the first thing i would have thought in my head is this kid's high off his ass at, at the age of six yeah. or whatever it was grade six you said yeah yeah i would have thought you were high I'm pretty sure his dad was like, why is my son hanging out with this fucking moron? And were you invited again to stay? Or were you staying at his, or were they living here back then? They were living here. Oh, okay, okay. Right? So you weren't so, a house guest. You were just, you were technically a house guest. I was guest. still a house guest, just not a long yeah. period one. Can I ask a quick question, though? Yeah. Just to end that little story. After you had poured all the rice in the cup, <laughs> did you put it into a bowl after that, or did you eat it out of the cup? <laughs> no, they, uh, I took it out and then they took the cup and washed and they gave me another one and i felt like such a fucking heel yeah dude easily one of the most embarrassing moments i think i think if if i knew my my son was going to be friends with somebody like matt (laughs) for a long period of time i would go out and get a custom cut that says cup sorry a custom cup that says rice not wanted on it or just like a a single rice with the circle and the red lines through it (laughs) okay guys is that time Give me your unri- your golden unwritten rules of house guests or being a host. I have two, but I, I think you guys might might go with this one. So I'm going to go with uh, if the place you're going to stay at isn't roomy, and if it's obviously if it's at it for a respectable amount of time, not like too long. If it's if it's not roomy enough, get an Airbnb. That's my unwritten rule. Yeah, my you know, that's good. I like it. Airbnb, reasonable rates. You can find something cool. Yeah. Why not? Worst case, maybe you meet a local. Get some fucky fucky. Yeah. And and then there that is where these unwritten rules of uh, house guests don't apply. So you can uh, do whatever you want to yeah, whoever like you want. Huh. You can walk around naked. Yeah. You can you can't can. do that if you're that's an unwritten rule. Can't walk around naked at a at a guest house. No, yeah. you can't. I, oh, you know what? Can we just expand on that really quick? You must always be at least fifty percent of your body covered. For men, it has to be at least 50% from the waist down. For women, I think from the armpits to the knees should always have covering. Yeah. I agree. I'm I'm citing specifically towel situations. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Yeah, I agree. Also, oh, wait, guys, we left out probably the most. I know I got to make it my golden rule. Okay. The unwritten, my golden unwritten rule is knock before you enter Ooh. always huge always one. On huge, that's guests. a good one yes. Dude, that's almost like an unwritten rule for every for just basic living no no because realistically you kind of you can sort of unconsciously know what your family members are doing in a house based on habit like i know if my sisters are in their room don't walk in they're probably trying on clothes so i will instinctually knock whereas if i'm a guest in a house and i just sort of like think oh i can go into this door no you can't if it's a room knock before you enter yeah no no for sure for Even sure bathrooms i have cousins that pee with the door open that's what the like unlocked fuck? and i've walked in tons of times and just seen them pissing away that's that's yeah lock happen. the door too, also in the washroom one we were on bathrooms i was going to use him as an example he's disgusting and i know you listen so just you know who this is Sorry, this has been a very like vengeful sort of I'm seeking retribution yeah. podcast. But it sounds like you've been besmirched. It, you just it, satisfaction. I think this episode is the unwritten rules of getting things off your chest. No, I'm gonna, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna tell you one of the things he does. These two things, and he usually does them simultaneously. So I'm gonna just 
Anth, I'm sorry. The, it, you're, the people, people need to know that you're a monster. He does this thing where he constantly wipes his ass throughout the day what because he gets like mud ass. What do you mean? Like he'll go to the washroom and like I'm saying, like he'll walk around for an hour. Yeah. Not having just took a shit, he'll just walk around. He gets a really sweaty ass. Okay. So what he'll do is he'll like open the door to his bathroom without closing it. Will take toilet paper from a standing position. <laughs> he will wipe the inside of his ass and he'll throw that not in the toilet, oh, no, but no, in no, the no, receptacle. No, 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 that that goes in the toilet every time. Also, yeah, it's a toilet. He usually follows that up with a pee, where he starts to flush before his stream is done. And so tries to race the clock. So some of the water, it has pee in it uh, still. I think after this episode, we're going to lose a lot of listeners because we're calling out a bunch of them. No, you know what? People need to know that they're animals. I'm putting it out there. Yeah, guys, I, 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 twins, I'm going to just say a quick apology. Twins in England, you know I love you guys, but like, just fucking dry yourselves off in the shower. Same, mean, with, same with you, James. You know, you know, you know you're going to be like a brother to me one day. See... I don't know about the whole drawing yourself out in the sharks. Like I can just go back to it because there's a move that I like to pull. It's okay. where if you're not going to use the towel again, you step out because it's a nice and fresh outside. The going in the shower is kind of muggy in there. So you get your towel, you start putting it like, obviously you start the dry off in the shower, but yeah. then you continue it when you step out, you put the, the towel on the floor and then you just use the rest of the towel to wipe your legs down. No, there's a much better method. <laughs> there's a, a much simpler we got a, method. We got a half animal over yeah. here. You do an initial like, dry rinse down with the towel so you get most of the heavy water off yeah and the first thing you do is you lift your leg up and especially if it's a tub one you clean the feet the leg and you step out and while you're half out you lift the next leg up you clean that leg out okay, hold on. and you're good and then you, you act like you get rinse. all of the moisture off of you you're i still- wish this was a live stream right now with video accompaniment so people could see the elation on my face that is how you do it son. no because you still get the floors wet that way as no you don't yes you do yes you do yes you do you're a liar no there's I've gonna never- be a little bit of like a like a muggy spot underneath your foot you know like that that's why you set that what Matt's talking about is if there's a lip, you leave the edge of the towel on the lips. When you put your foot on it, it starts to dry the bottom of your foot. You yeah. then use it the top. Fully part. Dry. Yes, it does. You then clean the top part of your leg, slide the towel out, pulling the remaining water off the bottom of your foot. And you do the rest of that part of your body. You step out. This is all obviously after you've dried your upper half. Yes. You, first thing you do is you dry the upper half. Then you work your way and it's one leg at, oh. at a time. Dude, it's scientifically proven. Just like Darwinism and the theory of You're evolution. You're talking out your ass. No. No, it's, I swear to God, it's how I dry myself off. Yeah. The I don't understand how much time. more different that is than my method. Which is what? To come out and just shake yourself like a dog? No, I said you you got to dry off the top end, and then you go down, and you can put the, the towel on the ground. You're not doing stuff. a full dry, though. I'm uh, Me and Matt do what I would call a 98% dry in the shower. Yeah. Most of the drying is done in the shower, and then the feet and your legs. I understand. You've explained it yeah. in great detail earlier. You're but welcome. You're welcome. No. I think you should try this method out. No. I know we've, we've completely div- like gone segue yeah, needs in, in this golden rule, but I want to say one more thing. One day I will own a home that has Dyson dryers built right into the shower. Or are you talking about the ones that <laughs> where you like, put your hands yeah. through? All those things are sick. I want you to p- visualize this at home. If you've seen no. Back to the Future 2, when you hit the button, when he got submerged in water and his mm-hmm. jacket went into drying mode, 
that's what I want in my shower. A shower that dries you after it. That'd be pretty cool. It's kind of like a car wash. Can I give you a fun fact about that? If it's warm air that is blowing out, you're more likely to get contaminated with illnesses that way because the disease will cling to the moisture and the warm areas of those fans. So you're actually just making it worse. So the towel is the towel is the cleanest way. That's why when you go to public washrooms, actually like blow drying your hand isn't the greatest because the heat and moisture of the bathroom and the water being around it, you're actually just throwing more bacteria on you. That's why you dry your hands with the paper towel. Yeah, I'm a big fan of that. Mainly, get the last little bit of residue and then Purell it, baby. You know why it's better to do it with the with the paper towel because you can grab the handle with the same paper towel as you exit. Matt, I want your golden rule. Golden rule: If you are a house guest, your job is to make your stay as little of a burden on them as possible. Yes. Well, like as we all have our golden rules, I think the main golden rule, and it it was made our all three of our list because we submit a list of gold of unwritten rules, and it made all three of ours. Yes. Don't overstay your welcome is yeah. the top unwritten rule for being a house. Yeah, guest. I had a, or for house guests. I had a friend today telling me about how one of his friends overstayed his welcome last night on a weekday. You don't do that, man. The weekdays should be yeah. off limits. Oh, golden rule. Golden rule. Well, sometimes you have to be a house guest during a week. So, like, by you know, and you large, visit barring barring no. a specific situation, like a extended that, stay, that but that all falls under the top umbrella of overstaying your welcome. Okay. Yeah, one hundred percent. Don't do it. Also, don't ask somebody to change your bed sheets the day before you leave. That is such a shit thing to do. People yeah. do that. It's happened in our house. I'm not, I'm not even gonna say who, but. Let's just say they like the queen. <laughs> um, guys, that's it. I think we've come to the end of the episode. You've ragged on so many people. This is going to no, be an interesting. I'm laughing because I misheard what he said, and I thought he said he likes the clean, but I realized it was queen. <laughs> Man. Yeah, yeah. God save her. Um Guys, if you want to keep the conversation going, England, if you want to let me know how much you hate me, please feel free to reach out to us at our Twitter handle at the UR podcast, or you can, you know, leave nasty comments underneath what we're going to post this week on Instagram Mm -hmm. at the unwritten rule podcast. You can find the unwritten rule on any of the major podcast apps found on your home PC, MacBook, tablet, smartphone, mobile devices, download, like, subscribe. Drop us a little review. Guys, the reviews are so big for us. Just like you'd probably like to review anonymously somebody whose house you've stayed at. Mm-hmm. Today, you've stayed at Casa Unwritten Rule. Yeah. And we hope we've been gracious hosts. We so tried. Leave us a little review on iTunes. I mean, you weren't the best host to your family that you called and outed in this podcast, but I mean, everyone else. I was like the jaded clerk that's been working at the motel that's off the highway that no one takes for like the last 30 (laughs) years. I have one of those peepholes where I've been like looking and recording certain guests, (laughs) but like I, I I vented to the wrong guest and they're going to like take me out after you had the Gomeshi bear with the camera. Okay. (laughs) It's incriminating. Uh, But you can also use the Google Play Store. (laughs) You can download any of the podcast apps. CastBox, Dogcatcher, which is probably what my profession should be because they're all weird. Google Play Music, uh, Pocket Cast, Podcast Addict. Apple Podcast app. That's a pretty big one. 
Oh, didn't I say that one no, off the top? No, maybe you did. Guys, the, the big one. The yeah, big the one big is ones. Apple Podcast yeah. app and the iTunes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Reiterating what Lucas said. A lot of places. Unwritten rules repeat things and they will stick in people's minds. Yeah. Um, Stitcher Radio, SoundCloud. I mean, it's a SoundCloud. I mean, they could go to our website. Matt, you um, usually like to do yeah, this Yeah, there's one. this other crazy website. You probably use it 100 times a day. It's called Google, and um, you can search us by just typing in our podcast name. Or ltdpotential.com. Yeah, and magical things happen when you use this search engine. It's but like, great. We're assuming this message goes out to the people who don't know how to get it that are maybe listening to their friend playing it. So, you know, you know that happens all the time. <sighs> Subtle jabs. That's what life is really about. I mean, like, if they're already listening to it. Like they already know how to get it. I'm, I'm, yeah, I the tell them. I'm the type of person I'll tell you your face. I, I already know. I told them. I just sort of hammed it up for the show. Yeah, it's like you're trying to uh, teach someone how to ride a bike while you're, or like you're, you're teaching someone how to ride a bike who's already riding a bike. Guys, let me tell you. This is a little personal, unwritten rule of mine that I carry with me through life. It's called always preemptive strike. I know these people are coming uh-huh. for a wedding that's happening this summer. If you're listening. I know you're going to want to shower more than once a day because it's hot in the summer here. Please just keep my bathroom clean. I've had enough of the sopping up water off the floor and silverfish. You should just like get rubber mats because of them. Just for this like time being just to save yourself. Or just hose them down in the garage. That too. Like a de-lousing in the jail. (laughs) Yeah, that too. Like when they get sprayed by a skunk, you're just sitting there with the hose. Yeah, that's how you make your guests feel welcome. And then when they go to bed, you just start yelling, fresh fish, fresh fish. (laughs) Fill a bag with bars of soap. Um, I guess that's it. Remember, all you would-be house guests and hosts with the most, the rules are made to be broken, but you can't break the unwritten ones.